I got into buses because I liked the fact that they were approachable in terms of mechanical aspect. Um, I like being able to fix things on my own. I like it being self-sufficient. This bus in particular, I've, you know, as I was saying, I've had a, a bunch of them. I work on them. I know what I want in a bus. Um, and so I've kind of put it all together into this one. And, uh, you know, I don't think it needs to be perfect. I like the fact that it's not perfect because I, I feel like I can drive it. And I'm not afraid of beating it up. The imperfect bus. I wouldn't know anything about that. Our bus, Addy, is perfect. Well, they say that beauty and functionality is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, should we do the thing? The thing? Yeah, the thing. Okay, sure, we'll do the thing. <clears throat> Hello, friends, and welcome to So You on the VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of imperfect vehicles and their always perfect owners. I'm Ryan. And I'm Miracle. We interviewed Ken, the owner of said imperfect bus in Massachusetts, inside of his actual bus. Uh, well, it's a, it's a mutt. Um, the bus itself is a 78 Champagne Edition um, with the brown dashboard and all the uh, glitzy things that come with the Champagne Edition, except for the paint has gone and the chrome bumpers are gone too. And the interior, that's gone as well. Uh, that's a... Uh, all DIY. Um, I think the, the bed in the back is a full width Westy bed that I've reupholstered with um, memory foam on top of the stock, well, not stock foam, but stock thickness foam. Um, I've got cabinets that I've built myself. The high top is a 68 Adventure Camper high top that I found in New Hampshire a couple of years ago. And uh, this bus was a tin top when I got it. And then it had a sportsmobile top, which I've heard a couple of your other interviewees had. Um, I found that in North Carolina, and I plunked that up on the on the top and cut a hole and drove around like that for a couple of years. And then I found this high top. And as I was saying to you guys earlier, uh, I do a lot of camping up in northern Vermont. It's cold, and so this offers more insulation, and I can stand up when I'm getting dressed, and nobody's expecting me to be camping in it necessarily because it's not a pop top it's a fixed high top um, the outside's painted with rust-oleum and uh, has a Subaru EJ22 motor which I did in my driveway and it goes up hills and has heat it goes up hills and has heat and has it has yeah. heat it's got great heat there's a Vanagon heater core right here underneath between the front seats I can use all the numbers on my speedometer all of them, even all the way up to the MPH if I want to. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's like. It's yeah. uh, hair raising. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very impressive vehicle. But it's far from Ken's first creation. I had a whole bunch of them. Uh, my first bus was a 78 uh, passenger bus, the same color as yours, but just seats, you know, nothing, nothing fancy. Uh, and unfortunately, after many years of love and enjoyment, that caught on fire and burned up. And so uh, we ended up getting an 87 Westphalia, uh, and shortly thereafter, a 71 Westphalia. Now, this is when I was, before I could drive. Um, but, you know, that still had kind of 
<laughs> inspired me to become kind of uh, who I am and the type of uh, personality that I have. I was always kind of identified with bus ownership. You know, there's there's not very many Volkswagen buses kicking around, even, uh, you know, relatively young as I am. But um, there weren't, weren't too many of them kicking around. So I always had the unusual car in the parking lot. Um, as I grew older, you know, I kind of took on that hippie persona going through high school. I had hair way down my back and, you know, I wore the, uh, the, uh, Mexican blanket hoodie all the time. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was an artist and, you know, everybody just kind of put me with buses and most of my friendships now are based in the VW community. So we found out about you because Tracy Tollick, the, mm -hmm. um, Piper bus automotive mechanic told us about you because you painted the mural on her bus. Yep. And then it turns out you've painted how many murals on buses? 19. 19 murals on buses. What was the first one? How did you get started? Uh, first one was my 71 uh, Westphalia that I had. Um, after the first bus burnt up, we had the 87. We also had a 71. Um, and that was my driver uh, through high school. And I started painting on them because uh, we've got remarkably boring colors in cars, you know, in general nowadays, with the exception of Jeep and Subaru's orange uh, and, and bright blue colors. Most every car you see is white or gray or beige or dark green or something else that's muted. And, you know, that's kind of the opposite of what a VW bus was. And my bus had big rust holes in it, being in New England. Um, and so I filled them full of Bondo. <laughs> and I painted it. And I painted it with uh, uh, just shapes and nothing fancy, uh, just patterns. And uh, people loved it. And despite it being rusty and beat and old and tattered, um, we made a healthy profit off of that when we sold it in part because of the mural. It wasn't any different than any other bay windows that were available, but I had the mural on it. Um, and then uh, the 87 got the same treatment, a little bit more detailed. It ended up getting like a full Alice in Wonderland mural over both sides of it. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I put some of those online uh, and they got shared around. There was a, a group for a long time. Um, you'll probably run into them down south because they're one of the biggest camping groups down there. That's the Full Moon Bus Club. And I joined them uh, and started sharing my art there. And that's really where it took off. Um, I was hired to go up to Prince Edward Island in Canada. And then I went down to Florida. And then I started scheduling these long-distance road trips where I just go up and down the East Coast over and over and over again. And all along the way, I schedule people kind of like what you guys are doing, um, scheduling your trip based around where, you know, you might have a good interview. I was scheduling my trips around where I had murals, um, and I'd go to somebody's house and I'd paint there for, you know, three, four weeks parked in their driveway in my bus. And then I'd move along and sometimes I'd go to camp outs and I'd do like little, what, what's called bus tattoos or VW tattoos, you know, somebody's got a sports logo or the name of their vehicle, like on the back top of yours, I'd paint that. Um, and that's how I traveled around for a long time. Otherwise, I would have just been stuck here in New England 
Uh, it costs a lot to travel long distance. I'm sure you guys know that. We do know that, actually. And, like us, Ken usually forms a bond with his fellow VW owners when he meets them. As I mentioned, I, I stay with people, uh, usually on their property or nearby uh, at a garage that they've rented or something like that. Um, and I get to know them. I talk to them. I talk to their families. I eat dinner with them. Um, and in that respect, I, I try to pull in as much of their personality into the bus, even if it's something that they haven't specifically chosen. Um, a good example of that would be... Uh, uh, I've got a couple of uh, friends that are uh, in Jacksonville, North Carolina, outside of the military base there. Um, and they, they gave me this really, really old cartoon. Um, it said basically, you know, uh, listen to the flowers grow. And I had like all this really super hippie old stuff like that. And I wanted, and that's all they gave me. I said, listen to the flowers grow. That's it. Um, and so I did research into their local area, that part of North Carolina um, is the only place on the planet where Venus flytraps are from. So I ended up putting Venus flytraps in there when I was sitting outside painting their bus. There was all these swallowtail butterflies that were floating around, so I put that in their mural. And that's usually what I try to do when people don't have anything specific that they want. Because at this point, people contact me just to have art put on their vehicle, and they don't really care what it is all the time but then again sometimes people are really really super specific too but sometimes people do have an idea and it's fairly specific i've got a friend in uh, del mar new york his name's scott and uh, he was a policeman and a fireman uh, for 40 years and he was also part of the new york air national guard and what he worked on was the emmons and scott south pole station in Antarctica. And so his bus has the C-130, which is part of the uh, uh, New York Air National Guard. They fly supplies into um, Antarctica and out of, and he was part of controlling that. Um, and those C-130 airplanes have uh, JATO rockets on them to help them take off on short uh, runways in Antarctica. So basically, it's this big cargo plane with rockets shooting off the back of it, and uh, the whole whole bus has, uh, well, the driver's side has uh, the Amundsen Scott South Pole Station with the South Pole, and it's got the C-130 flying over with the flames coming out the back, and it's got penguins and icebergs and stuff. So um, the other stuff that he wanted me to do at some point is uh, do uh, desert tanks and stuff on the passenger side. So mm -hmm. I'd say that's pretty weird um, by the standard of most of my murals, which are much more hippie, peace and love sort of things or travel or stuff that aren't, okay. aren't military themed. It's obvious to us at this point that for Ken, each bus is a blank canvas. You can modify it, paint it, stock it so that it's completely your own. Like many guests on this podcast, we asked him if he had any parting words of wisdom for us. With VW buses, you're going to have either greasy hands or an empty wallet, one of the two. So I encourage all your listeners and people who have VWs to learn to work on them. It really liberates you from the fears that you have from your AAA card. I only recently got a AAA card because my father-in-law bought it for me. Um, but 
learn, especially with the old air-cooled motors, learn, learn how to do your points, learn how to do your valves, learn how to do all the basic maintenance that would have been expected of you as an original VW owner in the 60s and 70s. And uh, you'll find that it costs a lot less. You'll find that you enjoy ownership quite a bit more. Um, you're not terrified every time you step out the door and think, oh, no, I might break down. You know, who cares? You got your parts. I mean, I've got my bag of tools here. This is more tools. You're sitting on top of all the parts and... Uh, underneath the seat that you're sitting on is the relays and the air intake uh, and, you know, fuel pumps and everything. You know, if I break down, I'm not calling anybody. I'm going to fix it myself. It's a truly admirable approach. Indeed. And while we're learning to make it on our own, we do have friends who are helping us out along the way, including the Jan Machowski Foundation in Switzerland and Happy Productions LLC in Minnesota. You can see pictures of Ken's murals on our blog site at ontheroadwithaddy.com and even more pictures of murals and buses and the places we've been on our Instagram at ontheroadwithaddy. Addy is spelled A-D-I-E. Until next time.